In the Old Testament, there's a familiar story of three Hebrew young men who were among the Hebrew people held captive in Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. And the king chose these young men from among the tribes of Israel to be educated in the literature and customs of Babylon in order to prepare them for positions of leadership in the kingdom. And in the process of time, the king sets up a golden image in the land and orders that everyone without exception was to bow before this idol at the sound of the king's instruments. And word comes back to the king that these three young men, by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are ignoring the king's edict and refusing to bow before his image. Irate that these men would refuse to honor the command of the king, Nebuchadnezzar brings them before him and asks them, Is it really true that you're refusing to bow before the image that I have set up? And again, as if to give them another chance, the king tells them again, Now if the music begins to play and you fall down and worship my idol, that's fine. But if you don't, I'm ready to throw you into a burning furnace and what God or power will be able to rescue you then? Daniel chapter 3 verses 16 through 18 records their reply. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. And we know that this infuriated the king even further. So he ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual and bound the three Hebrew men, throwing them into the furnace. In fact, we know from the Bible narrative that the heat from the furnace was so intense that it killed the men who were in charge of throwing these three Hebrews into the furnace. And verses 24 through 27 records the response of the king and his reaction to what then takes place. It reads, Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't three men that were tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, Certainly, O king. He said, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed, and their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire upon them. And we see that actually at about this same time, there was a man of the Hebrews by the name of Daniel. 
And Daniel so distinguished himself before the king that he was soon to be promoted to one of the highest positions in the land. But an edict was established in the land that anyone to honor or pray to any other god except for the king would be thrown into the lion's den. However, the Bible says that Daniel continued to pray and to seek his God just as he had always done. So the order was given, and Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. A stone was placed over the entrance, and it was sealed with the official stamp of the king's ring. But we know the end of the story, that the angel of the Lord was with Daniel and kept the lion's mouth shut. You might say, gave them lockjaw. It says in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 23, it said, The king gave orders to lift Daniel from the den, and no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. And I believe that there are some important spiritual lessons we can learn from these two experiences that we have shared with you this morning. First of all, God may not save us from trials and tests, but he will save us in them. I'm going to say that again. God may not save us from trials and tests, but he will save us in them. The prophet Isaiah says this in chapter 43 and verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. That's a promise given to us from the word of God. And Peter, when he was speaking to Christians who had been scattered throughout the known world because of their faith and their testimony of Christ, he reminded them of this in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. He said, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering as though some strange thing happened to you. He said, but rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. So it's not a strange thing when we go through tests and trials and difficulties. God understands and God knows that we will experience and go through these things, but he has promised again to save us through those things. And Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, he said, No temptation or test has seized upon you or come upon you except what is common to man. And God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted... He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And the Apostle Paul, when he was in captivity and he was approaching the end of his life where he would be martyred, his life given because of his testimony and ministry for Christ, he said this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18. He said, The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. So whether we are facing persecution from the world or attacks against our faith 
or whether we are facing other crises that try our faith, we know that we serve one who is faithful and able to bring us through by his grace and by his power. There's one other thought that I want to share with you before I go on in this message. Going back to Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, specifically verses 17 and 18, where the three young Hebrews replied to the king when they said this, If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. It is a faith that says, God, even if you don't do what we hope you will be doing or expect you to do, you are still God in the midst of every circumstance and every trial that we must face. And I think of the example of Job also in the Old Testament when he was going through the tests and the trials that he was facing and ultimately the loss basically of everything in his life, even his own family. He said these words, Though God slay me, even then will I trust in him. And regardless, again, of the circumstances and the things that we face in this life, we can have faith to know that God is in control of all things. But secondly, I think, and also uh, most importantly, He has promised to be with us in every test or trial that we may face. Again, Paul testified in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 17, as he was relating to his ministry and preaching of the gospel. He said, but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. He said that when basically all people were forsaking him. He said, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it and I was delivered from the lion's mouth. Of course, those very familiar words that the psalmist David proclaimed in Psalm chapter 23. He said this, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And then there's a story in the New Testament when Jesus got into a boat with his disciples And as they set out to sea, a storm arose, as it often did on the Sea of Galilee. And the disciples, of course, became alarmed and afraid. And Jesus was actually asleep in the back of the boat. And so the disciples woke him and said, Hey, we're we're going under. Aren't you going to save us? Do something. And Jesus responds and says, Where's your faith? Why are you afraid? And then the Bible tells us that he speaks to the winds and the waves and says, Peace, be still, and the wind and the waves become a great calm. And then in verse number 27, it says, The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this, that even the winds and the waves obey him? So, friend, this morning he understands our trials and the storms we are in. He's able to speak to the winds and the waves, and he is with us, and he is greater than any crisis we may be facing in this life. So in closing, my dear friend, I say to you today, 
He's still in the fire. He is ever with his people and those that are his. He's still in the boat. He's the master of the wind and the waves. And in this time of crisis that we're facing, many have friends, family members that are experiencing great trial and difficulty. Yet, we're overcomers in all things through him. Paul wrote this of their experiences in ministry in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. He said, In our hearts we felt the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who even raises the dead. He had delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. So we have that hope, we have that confidence and assurance today. If we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, he will see us through all things, and his presence will be there to comfort us, to help us, and to guide us. God bless you, and thank you for allowing me to share with you today.